The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. fence my butt crack is on the fence <laughs> there's some spokes that are in places that are making me uncomfortable okay oh, perfect i'm not sure where to go the big butt of the week awards <laughs> if you have just joined this podcast right now we apologize <laughs> yo 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 what's up chris sims ahmed farid monday day after afc nfc championship game and that's right we will have lots of big butts in the super bowl between the eagles and the chiefs there's lots of big butts to go around on that one certainly some of the biggest some of the biggest biggest in football so it shouldn't be shocking that some of the biggest butts will be in the biggest game because it's important as we've always said here but good day yesterday i mean the first game was a little bit of a letdown a little bit the quarterback getting hurt nobody wants to see that on championship sunday so that was a freaking big buzzkill not only as a football fan, as a friend, that's Kyle Shanahan. He's my buddy. So that, that kind of sucked right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, either way, we'll unpack that game. We're going to do, do both games here today, of course, because, I mean, what do we do? We talk about all the games. All the we games. We promise them all. It, it is our promise to the homies. It is. And like we're going to make you do extra talking because you sound like <laughs> shit today. It doesn't sound that bad, does it? <laughs> no. Man. But uh, you got your you hair. You got that. the hair trimmed a little. Yep. Johnny Actor here is going into full-fledged mode here. Doing like a swoop over here. All right. I like the swoop. No glasses today. And then so so because you got that, you said I'm going to smoke 10 packs of cigarettes yeah. this weekend and sound like the what? most interesting man in the world. So or what? I traveled for the first time in a long time. I right. went to Miami. We had the Pegasus World Cup. Okay. Big horse racing event in January. Right. $3 million purse for right. the dirt race. Right. You were glued to the TV, yeah, right? All over it. Okay. Right. Uh, and so I don't know if it was the travel. And then they have a concert. One you of have the big COVID things is, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, we laugh, but maybe. Let's take a test. We'll find out for sure. Uh, and then uh, and then I was, uh, at while we were there, one of the big things is they have a concert every year. Like Snoop has been there. Nelly has been there. Right. Right. They had Kygo. And one Republic. Okay. And then a guest appearance on stage. Right. Joe Jonas. Whoa. Some big time stuff there. So, so you were like fanboying it. I was fanboying it. Okay. It was like my voice was gone and then Joe the Joe Bro shows up and it's t- it's now it's like it is right now. Right. So all right. So I, deal I, I, with, I listen, hey, I can get down it. to that. I can get down with that. Yeah. I've actually I'm one Republic. I've hung out with Ryan Tedder before. Have you? I have. Actually have. He's actually 
NFC Championship. He's friends with the Shanahan family oh, okay. through some other friends. So I've been able to meet him a few times through that. He's a great guy. Cool. Uh, big fan of his music. All right, so we'll let you go with that one. That's all so right. you didn't drink and like smoke uh, or do anything. There was a little. Get a few drink drinks. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. Yeah. good. And then you're wearing your uh, Chiefs pants today. I got my patented pants. Yeah, That's we got great. A red team in the Super Bowl. Okay, cool. For me, every year you got to have one red team. Yeah. Who did you pick for the game the other day? Who'd you take? I, I took the Eagles. The Eagles. And then I picked the Bengals. You took the Bengals. Yeah. Okay, so I was right again. Good job. All right, yeah. way to go. <laughs> yeah, so that, it was your big dilemma. It you was like, my do big I dilemma. go with my preseason pick right or do i switch it up and go with different teams yes for right this week yes and so you ended up i ended up going the eagles i yeah. did i went with my brain i took a lot of crap from friends much to the chagrin of some of your best friends in yeah. this world right my friends and the shanahan family and all my they were all like what the hell and i was like wait i'm capable of picking one team and rooting for the other <laughs> yeah i was picked the eagles to beat the giants i was rooting for the giants yeah you go i think against the, the giants all year long <laughs> exactly yeah. right i was capable of rooting for them uh but hey let's get to it i mean the games were they were good. I'm really excited about the Super Bowl. Uh, I do think we got the two best teams in the Super I was Bowl th- overall. You know, I was, I'm glad right. you brought that up because yeah. I was thinking about that, and I'm 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 prone to say that too. The two yeah. one seeds, right? Yeah. And you don't always see that. And sometimes you see the one seed. I don't get think that we've had that in a while, off, right? Yeah, uh, and they come out a little rusty. Uh, mm, I think you could make the argument that the Bengals were just as good as the I get Chiefs, you there. right? Like, yeah. if, the, if the Bengals got in there, I don't mm-hmm. know that it wouldn't have been the two best I know. teams. No, I, I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, man, that, that stinks. I think what would have already been worried me about the Bengals a little bit is like what we saw yesterday. Yeah. Hey, offensive line, kind of good against the Bills. Whoa, didn't look that very good against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, of course, we know the Eagles are even a different animal altogether up front with their defensive line. So that would have worried me. But you're right. Either way, we were good. It was the four best teams. Yeah. Now, I didn't want to see the 49ers in the Super Bowl if it was going to be Josh Johnson or whatever. Uh, and I don't know what the status of Brock Purdy's injury right. is either way. But I think your point, you know, what we're talking about is, yeah, we <laughs> had the four best teams in this. And it's just unfortunate that injury happened. But let's start with the, the late game, the AFC Championship game. Because that was the game to hit on. I was, I was just going to say one yeah. more thing. Yeah. Before One we more get into thing. this, like what would have happened if yeah. the 49ers would have gotten to the Super Bowl? Like, imagine a scenario where a player is signed for one game and that one game is to start the Super Bowl. Uh, I, 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 well, that's it's what's crazy is, I mean, if they somehow pulled that off yesterday, yeah, I, I mean, and again, if maybe his arm was such an issue, like you'd go. Are they really going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo for the Super Bowl? Right. I mean, I think that would have been a real option. I mean, he is starting to move around and do some of that type of stuff. So that would have been crazy in itself. (laughs) That we're back to Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. That's crazy. But that didn't happen. We got Eagles, Chiefs, and, you know, two of the teams that I think a lot of us envisioned having a possibility here, you know, of being in this game really from the get-go of the season. There's too many qualities that are are top-notch with both of these football teams, and that's why they're in the Super Bowl. Awesome game. Yeah. Um, and, and there are many reasons why the Bengals lost. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone feels bad. Most people feel bad. I mean, they, maybe there are some Bengals yeah, fans where out there that, start don't, with this? that don't give a crap. But, you know, Joseph Asai, okay. the, the penalty at the end there, yeah. that's the first thing I run down. I, I almost don't even want to start there because I, they're – you know, Joe Burrow threw two interceptions in this game. They had it. They had the ball with two minutes to go. Driving, twice. they had right, the ball twice. Exactly. Yeah. Late in the game. Right. Um, so Pete says, let's not start there. Yeah. We'll, we'll save the Joseph aside. Yeah, we'll get into it. Bit. Let's go to chronological order then. Okay, let's do that. Um, I mean, early on, it did look like like the Chiefs playing at home, loud environment. Bengals can't block anyone. Right. Like I, there was a point where I was like, this game's going to be. Just like the game we just watched, it's going to be thirty to seven because Joe Burrow has no time, 
and the Chiefs are making just enough plays, fourth and one, to to Kelsey with a 14-yard touchdown. Did you get that sense early on in this game? You're like, oh, crap, this might be another blowout. Well, I, 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 thought, I thought, ooh, wow, Kansas City was out playing them early on, yeah. certainly had some of the momentum, right? It's 13-3. to They get an interception from Joe Burrow, and you go, oh, damn, they got the ball again here. Right. But the defense saved them. The defense saved them in the fact of holding the Chiefs to field goals those first two drives, and then – you know, there they up thirteen three. Like, could be like well, what you're talking about. Uh, the dam breaks moment here, where if they go down, hey, sixteen to three would be tough, but twenty yeah. to three, ooh man. And right? then they get an interception too, Jalen right. Watson. That right, you know, great play there. That was, um, uh, and 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 well, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah. like the young corners played well, but cer- certainly that was a moment. Yeah, where I'm going, uh oh. Like, the Chiefs got to go, and can they capitalize here? But the Bengals hung around. Defense played really well, right? Kept them in the football game. And slowly but surely, they started to figure out, you know, how to block, put a few drives together, and make some plays that way. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I did get that sense early on. Or I thought, ooh, wow, the Bengals better hold on here. This is getting dangerous. But, you know, at the same time, there I was two quarters later going, damn, it seems like the Bengals are controlling. Kansas City's hanging on. Yeah. And that's the great thing about two good football teams like that. All right, so so where do you yeah. think this game was won? So let's just go right there. Okay. Where, where was this game won? Well, I, I mean, think, obviously at the end of the game. Yeah. But, like, what was what was the key to this game throughout? The key you? to the game, and this is something that we got to give credit for here. And, and, and again, it's just like, you, you, you know me. I don't always want to make it about the quarterback. Yeah. But the fucking quarterback. He's, like, one of the most special things we've ever seen in the history of football. That, that's where it's got to start. I mean, first off, you know, we hit on it last week. I felt like people were a little going to try and too quickly to dethrone Patrick Mahomes, you know, right. with Joe Burrow. And you know I love Joe Burrow, but I'm going to be like, yeah, he didn't win a Super Bowl yet, didn't win an MVP yet, didn't win a Super Bowl MVP yet. But we're going to dethrone the guy who's done all that and kind of just been sitting at the top of the mountain. But, but I don't know how you can't start the game or start this conversation off not talking about him. You know, one, just what he did early on in the football game – you know some of the plays he did make, how he looked, how he gutted it out. But then I think when you get into you know all the injuries across the board and the fact that they were f- dropping like flies. Yeah. I mean, we were sitting there late second, third quarter, going, "What the f- two tight ends are in the game right now? It's it's third down, it's second down and long, and I mean, wh- wh- who the hell is he going to throw to? Whoa, this is a good Bengals defense. No Juju, no McCole Hardman. Oh shit, no Kadarius Tony." I mean, so that's to me where I want to start. It's just the the recognition of one of the greatest players we've seen in the history of football already. And the fact that he is going to his third Super Bowl in his fifth year as a starter, right? and, And it was his fifth AFC championship game, and he's yet to play a game in the playoffs on the road. Like, I just don't think we can minimize that. Minimize? Minimize, yeah, right? Yeah. I, that, that, to me, is where I feel like we have to start, and just his performance and everything about them revolves around him. We got uh, Orion Chuzzlewit right. chiming in. All the, all the top homies, all the top homies are, are in this in one at the end of the what year. What up, Orion? He goes, damn okay, the magic man. Yeah. Can we have a one-legged Mahomes <laughs> as a separate entry in your 2023 quarterback rankings? I might do that just for fun. I mean, we might as well. It became a thing. I mean, that play he made to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the 19-yard touchdown. Yeah. Like, 
I, that's a great play with Mahomes 100%, right, if he's completely healthy. Definitely. I, I you know, Both touchdown passes. The Kelsey one, too. Yeah, yeah, right? Like the Kelsey one, the fourth down, the, so the magnitude of the moment. Yeah. And then also, like, this is where, you know, we have these conversations a lot. This is where players come in handy. Like, the Bengals knew the play that was coming. They were all over it. Kelsey was running to the corner, and they were like, no, we're standing here at the corner waiting for you. Yeah. So they had to just make it up backyard football-wise. Uh, and that, I mean, that's the first special attribute. Oh, okay. Hey, Andy Reid, great play caller, great play designer. Oh, shit. Lou in a room was all over this. Hey, Andy. Uh, Andy's literally going, all right, save me, Patrick. Okay, no problem. And they, him and Kelsey. That was phenomenal. And then to your point, the second touchdown, like – Great if totally healthy out of this world when it's your back foot and you can't push off. And like optical illusion of like literally where I had to be like, I literally to my son was like, wait, was that a touchdown? Did he catch that? Because I didn't think he was going to be able to get it in there, right? He looks to his left, goes to a middle post down the middle, sees that the safety is moving over, has somebody in his face and is kind of like running up. And throws a route that you would tell most quarterbacks, hey, have your feet in the ground. Make sure you really step into this and get your body into it, right? He's going to do it kind of on the run in an awkward position with a bad leg and like half a foot on the ground. And have to throw a ball that has like mustard on it against arguably the best nickelback in football. Yeah. So that's where... You know, that's where we got to start, and that's why we started there. This guy's special. And and I will say this just for one more. Hey, he, he messed up at the end of the game. He did. Missed a wide open third down down the middle, right? You know, yeah. had missed that one down the middle. Like, you're like, damn, Patrick Mahomes, this and that. But his, I think his mechanics and his leg were messed up a little bit. Then he has the drop the pass, fumble, right? The fumble. Right? And you're going, damn, Mahomes kind of shitting down his leg here a little, right? I was kind of chuckling. I mean, that was the moment in the game right. where if Mahomes doesn't fumble, that like they were rolling. They were getting you going. You felt like, again, they had got the momentum, and you were like, oh, they're going to put them away right here. I think right? that may be my, my big takeaway. Your big moment? There were a couple points in this game, yeah. early on in the game, when uh, the Bengals couldn't stop anyone. And right. right there, when they were up a touchdown, yeah. Mahomes fumbles. Right. Like, the Chiefs did have a couple opportunities to make this game not dramatic no, in the final seconds. definitely. Early on in the football game, and yeah. then, yes, right there. It did. It had all the senses of, like, oh, wow, it's 20-13. to 13, They got the ball back, and here they go. And I don't know where that happened, on the 45-yard line or so, maybe, when the ball fell out of his hand. Yeah. But that was another huge moment of the football game. And, again, you, know, you wonder even with that one, like, how much does the foot hurt it? You know, the fact that maybe you don't want to maybe put your body in some awkward position, so you're kind of just trying to do it with your hand and your arm, right? Right? Yeah. Saw a few throws during the night that I go, oh, if Mahomes is healthy, he hits that with his eyes closed. But he's, he's not. He was just trying to make it happen there. So, yeah, that was a, a definitely a turning point in the football game to where then, yes, Cincinnati goes down and score, and you're going, ooh, man, it kind of feels like they got the momentum. And it felt like Kansas City was, you know, barely staying alive at that moment. Um, but just two championship-type football teams right there. And I think ultimately what you saw is a team that – in a game that was close like this, that was a little bit more pissed off, chippy, personal, all of that. The Bengals have been the team that's kind of played on the, wait, we're the underdog, fuck you, how dare you disrespect us, and all the stuff they said this week. And, hey, unfortunately, your mic during a game last week and the mayor kind of s- turned the, the proverbial underdog story and the everybody's, 
you know, ooh, we don't think you can do it on the Chiefs to where yeah. they got to be the underdog chippy team in this. Sure. And this is one of the reasons I picked them because I just went, man, these goos, these dudes ain't going to lose again to, to Cincinnati. So I don't want yeah. to discourage mayors in the future, or anyone for that matter, from no. trash talking. No. I love trash talking. Sure. It makes it way more interesting. And yeah. I feel like a lot of times the media reaction afterwards be like, you can't right. do that. You right. can't let that happen. You can't talk trash. We, I encourage it. Yeah. I encourage it because it's way more interesting that way. But clearly, the Chiefs, as you mentioned, were thinking about it because we have sound bites from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey after the game talking about what the Cincinnati mayor said and the Bengals said. And so, uh, Kristen, can we roll? that soundbite? Yeah, I think guys were probably the most pumped up I'd seen them going into a football game. Uh, a lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. Um, and uh, we think we've built up enough uh, enough respect to, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. Does it in particular make sense? Go ahead stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. You say, I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about we, we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking. I said enough about the Cincinnati mayor. <laughs> it was, it was, Cincinnati was a better city when Jerry Springer was a mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Jerry. Uh, uh, so they were thinking about it, but yeah. if they would have lost the game, I would have said they were thinking about it too much. <laughs> well, they yeah. got in their Distraction. Head. They were distracted. Right. And where five uh, percent? Where's Patrick getting this five percent? I, I don't know. I'm, I think Andy is doing some. I think know, more propag- people. He's pick- doing some propaganda. Yeah, probably. He's probably five like percent of the people are picking you. I, I doubt. I think it was probably more than five. I, I, I yeah, definitely was. I do think it was more. Bengals picks than Chiefs picks, I'm going to say. But I didn't think it was by much. Not, you think, he thinks 95% yeah, of America no picked the Cincinnati no, Bengals? I would be like it's 55% of America picked the Bengals. You know, so th- that, that's yeah, where the Chiefs were favored. At. It ended up being the Chiefs favored by one. Right? And even in like I just the CBS pregame, right, watching that whole crew. I mean, I, I think they all. I think my dad's the only one that picked the Bengals to win. What if Andy Reid, so, like Pete says in my ear, has state-run media going through the uh, locker room in the clubhouse, just like fake analysts? You know, uh, who knows where they get their numbers? They pay from. you a couple thousand dollars who to go on there and badmouth the Chiefs. Yeah, who knows? So listen they, again. <laughs> that's the great thing about you know. First off, this team yeah. they embrace this type of stuff. So it's kind of great about this rivalry. That's what we talked about last week. It's got personal. It's personal between these. He he brought up last year. Oh, they said when we they beat us last year that it's what they, they made a comment like it's not a rivalry until they beat us, right? Yeah. I think they made a comment like that. So they remember they didn't need the fucking mayor or anybody to talk this week. <laughs> that just was extra fuel in the fire. Yeah. And and two, it's just like we talked about on Wednesday as well. This team is like what we've run the NFL for the last five years. You beat us three times in a row. You knew they. Were we're going to take it personal. So that's where it is great. And I love that aspect of it. And I think this is, of course, yeah, got a chance to be one of the budding great rivals. Forget budding. It is the great, great rivalry. We got two guys that are, yeah. you know, superstars. You throw Josh Allen in that conversation. But, I mean, Mahomes, Burrow, yeah, I, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be two of the top five quarterbacks forever. Um, but and I did not like necessarily how last week people were trying to kind of, as much as I love Joe Burrow, how they were trying to anoint him over Patrick Mahomes so easily. 
And uh, I thought that was a little bit disrespectful right. in that department. I want to get into that, yeah. but you're, you're right, because I think a lot of people are saying, oh, this Bengals-Chiefs, I would love, I would sign up for this every year. We were just doing that last year for the Bills. Bills Chiefs. What I, you said that earlier. You're what right. Happened? I, well, that's where that's we are. That's old news. Well, it's, it's what we are as, as, as fans now. <laughs> I know. And yeah. hopefully they're in the mix to where it's a great three-way. I and mean, next for my year, money. Next year it'll be like, oh, I could sign up for Chiefs-Jaguars every single year. <laughs> Trevor versus Pat. Yeah, seriously. Screw, <laughs> screw, screw Burrow. We're on to Trevor now. Uh, uh, but no, I, I think both of these teams, of course, and, and the Bengals, they're, they're not going anywhere. Uh, they got too many good football players across the board. One more on Mahomes yeah. here. Big Spank 803. Yeah. Big Spank is back. Right. What up, uh, Big Spank? He, he goes, Big Spank here again. I feel you need to say that Mahomes is the best player in the sport on the pod. You've disrespected him enough this year. I value your analysis above all else. Pete, make it happen, buddy. So Pete talked with him was like, what do you mean disrespect him? He's going back to the uh, top 40 quarterback oh, rankings where come he on. was number – you had the gall to put Patrick Mahomes number two going right, into the year. Right, And listen, uh, I've made it very clear. In totality, Mahomes is one. Did, did I think Mahomes, did he play as well as Josh Allen did last year? No. Come on. Big Spank, respect me for being fair. And also, you need to be fair, too, and listen to the podcast because I've been given steady love and saying Mahomes is the best player in the NFL for how long now, Ahmed? I mean, I made it clear that he was the MVP, like, in what, week 10, 11? I mean, you know, he outplayed them. And and in totality, of course, uh, again, we're talking about, like, Hall of Famer of Hall of Famers. Just because you love someone else doesn't mean you don't love Patrick Mahomes. Oh my gosh, I'm 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 a whore. I really am. <laughs> I'm a full fledged big love whore. I'm like uh, I'm I'm like I, that's what I am. You know what's what's that religion called not, when I'm they not, have more than one wife? What is that? I'm not talking. <laughs> I got three of them. It's Burrow, Mahomes, and and Josh Allen. All right and. Yes, I like them all. I have great love, but yes, Pete, uh, we got the soundbite for next pod right there. <laughs> big love, uh, yeah. but but yeah, it's just a big spank. Uh, I I I I hear you, and trust me, Mahomes is the man right. right now. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Let's talk about the other quarterback then. You've talked about it a couple times here. And on that drive after Patrick fumbled... 
Burrow made a great the jump ball, the chase. He put his receivers in situations where they could make some great plays. Sure, right. The chase jump ball on fourth yeah. down, the T. Higgins jump, kind of a perfect back shoulder, kind yeah. of 50-50 ball. Yeah. But he also had two interceptions in yes, the game. How, how would you assess Joe Burrow in this game? Yeah, it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't the best of Joe Burrow. You know, But again, I think a lot of that was also the team and some of the situation around him. You know, one where I want to give us a little pat on the back is, you know, I, I was going to text you during the game, but did you see what Kansas City was doing on defense? I mean, Kansas City was doing what we talked about, right? Yeah. They stopped, like, whether it was all-out blitz or we're just going to play cover two. How many replays did you go and go, damn, they're doubling this guy or they got somebody, two guys at the line of scrimmage and people are dropping out, right? Yep. You know, they kind of did that throughout the game. I think that caught Cincinnati by surprise a little bit. You know, I think Cincinnati was like, wait, they're, they're going to do something exotic, like, almost every play here? And so, you know, the first thing I think you're going to, if you're going to be fair, and, and you kind of said it, was he was he was under duress. He does not have great pass yeah. protection. And we saw the difference between the Chiefs' studs up front compared to the, the Bills' studs up front. It's a whole different class. Now, if you go by just percentage of dropbacks yeah. pressured, he was pressured 30% of dropbacks at Buffalo, 36 at the Chiefs. So, I mean, it was a lot early. Right. It did seem like he had a little more time as the game progressed. Yeah, it, it did. It did. And then until, the, I guess, the very end. But yeah, they definitely, the end, a, yeah. they definitely hit a... Uh, a rhythm there or whatever where, again, when it was 13-3 and they started to get going, where you went, ooh, they're, you know, he's got enough time to hit a 10-yard out or a 15-yard out and do that. And, of course, when people are open that way, he's phenomenal. He never blinks even when he makes mistakes. I think that's the cool thing about it too. But, yeah, they fell into the trouble a little bit of lack of run game, having to throw the ball all the time. And then, therefore, the Chiefs, they got to be creative on the back end, and then slowly but surely, too many of those opportunities, yeah, Chris Jones and company were going to show up. And that's what they did and, and made the plays when they had to. And even in that, too, felt like they like did some of the matchup things we talked about where they had the big corner on T. Higgins, yeah. and they tried to match up across that way. But I thought all in all that you know the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball never let Cincinnati get in a rhythm. Yeah. You know, and they were changing it up consistently, let alone playing well. Zone, man, little creativity sprinkled in there. It was, uh, I think, the right approach that helped them get the victory. It was tough. And, of course, you yeah. know, I'm not as good at diagnosing things as, as you or, or Joe Burrow. But there were times where I'm like, all right, I, I, I think that the Chiefs are bringing four. It's like, oh, no, it is five again. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, they're blitzing that guy. And it's like, yeah. oh, it is five again. Yeah. It was like it did seem like there were times where it's like, oh, this is they went aggressive. Four, and they was, went aggressive. Yeah. They they were they went with the like shit or get off the pot mentality because I think they realized like you know as we kind of discussed and we've discussed with Cincinnati that if you're just gonna hey we're gonna play zone coverages all he he's just gonna pick you apart. You got to do some things to make him think, make the offensive line think, create some mismatches for your offensive line that way. You know, and and then therefore let your DBs kind of play aggressive as well to where they don't always feel like, oh, man, i got to cover these guys forever before we finally get there. Uh, I thought there was a – like, th that was a positive thing, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The other thing I'll say, even on the offensive side of the ball, it stunk that they all lost the receivers, but yeah. a few shots down the field, I think they need more of that. But we saw that again. That was something we talked about, remember, and even our, our social media thing. The Bengals played some coverages where you go, no, they're – trying to stop the five- and eight-yard throw. 
Well, I thought that was big that they found Valdez Scantling down the field for some aggressive throws and, and change field position a few times. Luke Buck, 18. Damn okay, Marquez Valdez Scantling had yeah. some big catches to move the chains and the touchdown. Second 100-yard game as a chief. What a time to do it. Yeah, it's a big, big game big Marquez. Big He's get- replacing Gabe Davis now <laughs> as yeah. that receiver in the playoffs. All right, let's get to the end of the game here. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and Because we want to talk about the penalty. But I also, here's, so Bengals have the ball. Yeah. Um, after the Chiefs decided to punt, which I think was a little questionable. I was like fourth and eight, 35-yard line. It was. Bucker. Yeah, Yeah. I I hear you. I know. Harrison Bucker's got a big leg. But they seemed throughout the night, both teams, where there was like – and just listening to what Nance and Romo were saying, I I do think it was cold. It was very cold, obviously. Low 20s. Ball doesn't fly the same. I mean, I was thinking you got Patrick Mahomes fourth and eight. I mean, maybe that's a little too far. But you I, are at the thirty-five yard line. I, I, How many I, more yards did you get? Now they got it down to the seven on the punt, so it did help them twenty plus yards. Right, but, right. I, 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 I know. I mean, all things were on the table there. Yeah. You know me. I was in favor of what they did. Sure. You know, and especially in a, in a moment where, hey, I know it's Mahomes, but they'd been in a little bit of an offensive stalemate there for a while. To where they hadn't done anything. Yeah. Right? And he had faith in his defense that they would get it done. I think, again, this is what's different about Kansas City. You know, this is what's they're, they're the, to me, the most complete team they've had in the Mahomes era. And, you know, Mahomes is amazing for three and a half quarters here. Amazing what he did with that cast of characters on one leg. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. He didn't carry them through in the end, but that's okay. He's carried their ass through the finish line a whole bunch. It's okay for them to kind of return the favor every now and then, and they return the favor this night with the defense and, and Andy, I think, doing the right thing with punting them and pinning them back in there. You mentioned complete team, and there is a different scenario where maybe they're not able to ascend, assemble this complete team. Field Yates uh, over at ESPN had a good tweet after the game. He goes, that was an impactful day for the Chiefs draft class. You have Trent McDuffie. With six tackles, couple pass defenses. No doubt. Karlaftis had a sack. Right. You had Sky Moore, three yeah. catches, that key punt return at the end of the game. Big punt return. You had uh, Brian Cook, four tackles, a pass breakup. That's right. Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, both interceptions. The interceptions, right. You have Isaiah Pacheco, the seventh rounder with 85 total. I mean, that, that, they don't, they're probably not, I don't know. Maybe this is going too far. I know they have Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and great offensive line. Yeah. If they don't hit like that in the draft, are they winning this game? I I, I don't know. You know. I mean, that's a lot of key pieces to this team. It's insane. You know, I think it, it goes into, again, why we were talking about they were so simple maybe in week 13. Because you, you yeah. just named three rookie defenders that are crucial in their attack, right? Yeah. So, yes, it's the greatness of the Chiefs. They didn't F all them picks and trade them away to just get big free agents. They're doing it with like, hey, we get a free agent every now and then, you know. We're not afraid to trade away a star player. We're not going to be held hostage and have to pay more money. We we got like you kind of said, we got a good core of stars. We got Kelsey, we got Mahomes, we got Chris Jones, we got our Orlando Brown, our Joe Tooney, and then they trust their ability to draft, and they're fucking good at it. Just like the team they're playing in the Super Bowl, I think that's what it's cool. They kind of built their teams very yeah. in some similar fashion there. Um, but yeah, that was exactly right. Impressive. And that's why we sit here and go, <laughs> oh, are they going to be here for the next five years in the AFC championship game? Probably. Right. I mean, that's, that's how you kind of feel like you kind of feel like, okay, the chiefs are going to be here and the Bengals will be one of 
two or three teams that'll be there to play them. Um, but it's it's a great great thing they have there as far as the the talent on the field in Kansas City. But the Bengals had the ball with two thirty left, tie game from their own seven. Uh, they had a third and sixteen. They got it. Oh with my god! Three yard the catch. Deep out like, route. Is it going to happen? Are they going to get in field goal? I range? thought the game was over right there. I'm not going to lie. You thought they were going to drive down and oh, score when he hit the deep out route to that Hayden Hurst, right? And Romo broke it down the right way. It looked like uh, uh, I think that was it was one of the rookie. It might have been Williams. It might have been 23 on that one. He's playing cover two. He's got to see the inside guy and come off and be there for it. He made that mistake. I just went, oh man, because I'm also thinking. End of the game, the pass rush is going to start to get tired here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how much can they keep doing this, right? You know, so he's going to have enough time to hit another in cut or something versus zone. You know, I, you know, I, it's funny. It's just I'm with my son who, you know, loves Joe Burrow, loves Josh Allen, but nobody compares to. You know, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter who it is. Even our family friend, Kyle Shanahan, it yeah. doesn't matter. And he just, oh, oh, it's over. It's over. They're going to lose. You know, and it just, hey, what an what a unbelievable defense to stand from that point on. Hello, Chris Jones. Michael tweets into you. He goes, damn, okay, big butt of the year winner, Chris Jones. Oh, he's already given it to him. <laughs> Michael, that's not your award to give out. you got to decide on that. Very well could be. Yes. Uh, first two career playoff sacks coming in the biggest – Game of the season so far. And so, yeah, he got that sack with 40 seconds left. Yeah. And so they had to punt, and then they had a low hang time punt, a 29-yard return by Sky Moore. Yep. Who had some issues this season with some muffed Oh, my punts. gosh. I was literally sitting there going, damn, are they sure they want him to return this right now? I was nervous for everyone. In those <laughs> situations, like I'm nervous for the long yeah, snapper, I hear the you. punter. Yeah. The guy catching it. Right. It's like you don't want to be you don't that see guy. the game end on that kind of stuff. Exactly. Right. But – now the but scape- we got to that stuff. The scapegoat will be Joseph Asai. Yeah. And Logan Gallagher12 tweets to you. He goes, support Joseph Asai. Fans don't understand the hurt they feel doesn't amount to a single percent of how Asai feels. Athletes who play at a high level understand one play doesn't define you either way. But in the moment, that's going to be hard on Asai, who played a great game. And so he was the man, if you don't know who it was exactly. They got the late hit out of bounds on Patrick Mahomes that made a 60-yard field goal attempt, perhaps, with eight seconds left. They probably would have tried to run another play near the sideline to get out of bounds. But it went to a 45-yard Field goal attempt for Harrison Bucker, who made it um, a mistake. A sigh. I mean, that's a that's a mistake that was made at the worst possible time. I feel for him. I do. I mean, he's a really good player. He's a young kid. He's trying to play as hard as he can. He is. I mean, so from that standpoint, and yeah, you know, it's 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 not just that play that lost them the football game, but it's a big moment, and yeah, it set them up with a chance to win that game. We know that. There's a lot of other things that went on during the football game, of course. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's one where, you know, it's sad to see the reaction. I know that's tough on him. It is. You know, and, it, and it's a position and a guy, too, that Ahmed, I kind of said this to Florida today, they're not used to this, right? This is quarterbacks usually have the play that loses the game, right? Every now and then a receiver fumbles, Field goal kicker misses a field goal kick. Defensive ends aren't used to like, wait, this came down to me losing the game, right? So that's a tough adjustment. I'm sure he's never been in that situation before, right? And then, you know, I think at the bottom line, I mean, you kind of said it right. I mean, we're in the era of quarterback protection. It's the quarterback of our era, and he's a yard out of bounds. 
and you know he was a yard out of bounds. And, yeah, you didn't hit him that aggressively. I get it. But your forearm hit him in the back of the, the back, right? I mean, his forearm, his elbow was on his back. And I know. And Mahomes gave some Oscar nomination type of performance there. You know, he yeah. he, he kind of threw his arms up and he, he, he gave it gave into it. But I'm not mad at Mahomes. Don't hate the player, hate the game. And you do have to, like, either get down or slow down fairly quickly. I mean, their body is over there. You saw a sigh. Holy right? cow. Like he, he well, he almost stop. got hurt. I mean, he almost got hurt because yeah. he ran into someone who was standing up right who, by the bench. Right. And so, I mean, that's the, that's the reason why. Well, it's just at some point, you know, and, and you just you got to come to that point where you, you see him going out of bounds. Right. You know, you have a defender upfield there. He's on an angle where you go, okay, he's not go- going upfield anymore. There's nowhere he can go. And you just got to pull off. And okay, that's it. And unfortunately, you know, his work ethic and drive and, you know, always intensely, intensely going after the ball, it came to bite him in the ass. But, like, you know, again, I, I, I know, I think most people know that was the right call. I've seen some people are like, oh, it's they wanted Mahomes in Kansas City in the Super Bowl. No, I honestly think forget quarterback or yeah. Mahomes. Like if that's any star player and that happened, I think that penalty gets called in that moment. We're in the era of player safety, and then you add on that we're in the era of like you can't even blow on a quarterback. We know that, and now the quarterback's out of bounds, and you don't think you're going to get called. Yeah. So that's where he knows better. He made a mistake that stinks, uh, but I don't think you know he can really do anything other than look himself in the mirror, and try to get better. There were a few weird plays at the end of that game. Oh, well, the clock stop, the do-over play. And they all kind of, like, went slightly against the Bengals at the end of the game. Like, they got no breaks. They got none of those 50 No, they did not. Um, Thank so, God they didn't come back like when they gave him the extra play. That did that didn't yeah. end up. Well, they in got points. a first down after they got Eli a first Apple down. It took points got away. The penalty, I know. So, right, I right. Like, this is this might not be good, but I know the point you're making too is that there's going to be a hundred million people watching the Super Bowl, whether it's Joe Burrow or it's Patrick Mahomes, and so the idea that. It's like, oh, we're trying to do this. But, you know, Florio brought up the point. It's like gambling and all that. It's like, yeah, that's why these need to be well-officiated yeah, games. Yeah, these conversations are always going to be part of it. Some of those calls, and I did think on watching the punt return by Sky Moore, I was like, was there a block in the back there? I think if you go back and look at it, there's a Bengals player that's definitely trying to sell a block in the back. Yeah. Now, it might have been just trying to sell sure. it more than it actually was, sure. which I think they're coached to do if you're out of position sometimes anyway. Um, but Rick Kennedy tweets you and says, Maybe the late hit was technically correct, but you have to agree it was a soft call right. Also, they didn't call holding on the Chiefs on the same very scramble. Yeah. It doesn't seem right. So you've already addressed the late hit. It's a hit. soft call. I get you there. Oh, yeah. It is. I mean, I, yeah, but it is what it is. I mean, come on. We've yeah. seen way worse called this year. Softer. We literally have <laughs> seen people blow in Tom Brady's ear and get a penalty. Yeah. Like, come on. So that that's where you, it's on. It's 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 a subject that it's like, come on. It's it's as plain as day. It's the number one subject in our sport right now. Yeah. Protect the quarterback. That's that's where you know there's not a lot of wiggle room there. What do you make of the the no. call? No. Who are the who are the people involved? They're here? trying to say Brown, Orlando Brown Orlando held Brown. Trey, Trey Hendrickson. Who? Here's my first thing to know: it wasn't holding. Okay. Right. And then everybody, like even, you know, Florio brought this up today is Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith was literally like attempted manslaughter and like literally putting people in headlocks and bear hugs and like it was egregious. This was all done right here within the pads. Trey Hendrickson didn't think it was holding. No point that he ever look at the ref and turn around. Nothing. He did not. He You're didn't. Right. No point. It was 
I, I did not look at that and go, oh, that was anything like some of the calls we've discussed this year on last drives where it was holding. You know, again, is he like this and he's struggling? Okay, yeah, but his hands are in here, and to me that was uh, that was every play blocking by a left tackle right there. Jeff Schwartz, former oh, what's NFL he got to offensive say? lineman. You haven't seen this yet. No, I have not. He goes, you could not go. ask Brown to have his hands in yeah, better position. Right. The defender dips to avoid the chip. Brown is bigger and stronger. He locks him up. Exactly. You know, again, but what people got to realize is holding in the NFL – is allowed, like, within, again, the confines of between the shoulders, the numbers and all that. The referees aren't going to call that, and that's where his hands were. This is not where he reached around him or grabbed him or did that or hooked him that way. Um, So that's kind of how I saw it. I'm glad to hear Jeff Schwartz sees it that way as well. We have enough controversies and everything there. We don't. And stop always, you know, to to this point, too, I mean, that would have been extremely ticky-tack in the moment. And like, I, there was a bu- bunch of other plays I could have called. We could have saw holding on the, uh, during the game on both sides. Yeah. Uh, so that it's never going to be perfect in that department. Brandon Thorne yeah. is an offensive line analyst. Right. Two Pete notes here. Is he a former offensive lineman and now turned offensive line analyst? He's pretty big on Twitter. So he's, he's got followers on Twitter, so we're going to take his opinion as fact yeah. here. But uh, he makes a good point. He goes, the issue with the holding dialogue isn't just about whether or not a rip move was used by the defender. It's about this belief that when an offensive lineman grab, that it's an automatic hold. He goes, if the OL couldn't grab, they couldn't block. It's about their overall positioning and keeping the defender within the cylinder frame See, of their body. That's what I'm saying, right? Yep. So as long as it's in here, you know, again, you, like, the, yeah, you, like I don't think like I think people take that to the letter of the law sometimes, and I think he's explaining it too. Like yeah. if we literally had to put mitts or do that, no one would ever be blocked. These are gigantic men that are the fastest, most explosive people on earth. Like you know, to say that they're not going to be held within that framework is, I think, something that kind of gets lost in translation, maybe to the normal fan at times. You know what's funny about this conversation? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Cut no, you you're off. totally you that was it. To say there. No. Um, is that I was reading something recently on college recruiting, yeah. and a lot of times I think the narrative is that if you're not, you know, smart enough to pick up the offensive line technique and all those things, you got to just throw them on the defensive line. And maybe sometimes that's that's the case. But for, from what I read in colleges, it's like. If you are athletic enough to be on the defensive line, yeah. you're, we want your most athletic, baddest, strongest dudes on the defensive line. Right. And then if you can't cut it on the defensive line, we'll have to move you to the offensive yeah. line. Yeah. Which is backwards than I always kind of thought about it. But would you agree with kind of that assessment? Totally agree with it. I think it's, it's kind of one of the problems we're seeing in the NFL. And they, they're making all these rules to they want more yards and offense and they can't get it. And one yeah. of my big reasons they can't get it is because the defensive lines are so much better than the offensive lines. It's just not even close. You know, a lot of teams can't even fill out a starting five. You know, but every team can go like, well, we got 10 pass rushers. We got eight pass rushers. We got eight fucking killers on this side of the ball. Yeah. And yes, it's definitely gone that way. Let alone, it, you know, it has to be. Again, it's you don't know where you're going on the defense, right? You're going to have to fight through double teams and people who know which way they want to move you. And you got to be able to stop that and compound that. These are. 
the, like, the strongest, freakiest people on earth need linemen, the, the fact that they have to deal with that. But, yeah, that, that's what it is, and it, it is an issue right now. It's where we got into college football and that conversation before and where I've been critical of the Big 12 and some of those type of conferences because yeah. the SEC and the Big 10 are the only ones that are teaching offensive linemen how to block, how to run block, how to do those type of things. And uh, that's also a part of this conversation to why you know O-line play not that great. Pete notes here, he goes, maybe we can stop saying, well, the refs could call holding on every play. People say it all the time without ever having to prove it. Pete, uh, we've gotten Pete riled up now. Um, but he's, he's fired up back uh, in, the, uh, in the control room right now. Um, I, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, but There's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, oh yeah, yes. good. Oh, baby, Columbo. look at you. Second time for you today. I mean, it's just a, a small part that's really not getting talked about that much. Yeah. If the Bengals were able to run the ball a little bit better, yeah. that pass rush slows down as well. Agreed. They could not run the ball. Uh, right. Joe Mixon, eight carries for 19 yards. P. Ryan had five carries for 22 yards. I, 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 that, I, that, you know, it goes back to our conversation last week. And again, one of the reasons where I was just like, you know, hey, I like the Bengals. I just was like a part of what we talked about on Wednesday when I did the Picks podcast with Flora. Is like, I, I just got to see it another week to think that they're all aligned can do that again. Yeah. Let alone, you know, how you explained it before. Kansas City's just got some studs that aren't on Buffalo. They're not on that team. And yeah, that changed things. It made them one dimensional. Kansas City becomes, I mean, I mean, uh, Cincinnati becomes like unstoppable once they start running the ball just a little bit. Because then you get in the man-to-man world, and he's throwing bombs down the field to T. Higgins or Jamar Chase, or you're trying to do crazy run zone blitzes, and then he's like, oh, hey, it's great, zone, boom, 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 and he picks you apart. So that's where that was, again, I think part of the reason we talked about that you got to put people at the line of scrimmage. you got to create some chaos with their protection rules, and like, don't let them, as we showed that play on social media, right? Or I don't know if we showed the play. There was a running play, how the Bills adjusted, and don't let them get into a groove of, oh, they're adjusting like this, so now we can get into all our plays. I felt like Spagnola never let them get in a rhythm of like, oh, it's a cover two game, guys. It's a cover two game. You know, they might sprinkle one coverage in here and there, but for the most part, four out of every five plays are going to be this coverage. And Spags was like, no, and you're not going to get into, oh, this is the perfect run for this defense or these are the best plays for that, and I thought he kept them on edge throughout the night. Bengals set up for the future, though. Oh, so much my like gosh. The, much like the Chiefs. They're not going right? anywhere, these two teams. That's what's amazing. They've got to fix the offensive line. Yes, they which, do. Which they probably were on pace to do that by the end of the year, and then they got some injuries. I, I, I think if their offensive lines doesn't get hurt, they're in the Super Bowl right mm-hmm. now. That would be my assessment. As I said a few weeks ago, in totality, I, I think they're probably the mo- they're the most complete team in the AFC. And if they have that old line yesterday, yeah, I have a hard time thinking Chris Jones is going to do what he does. And I have a, I have a hard time thinking their run game wouldn't be a little bit better. Yeah. But, you know, those, those are the breaks. That's business in the NFL. It's unfortunate, and they'll be back next year. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Premier League is built on hope. 
the hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long for Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again. Go for the United States. Unbelievable. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. I got another hypothetical for you. If Brock Purdy would have played the entire game, would the San Francisco 49ers be in the Super Bowl? Probably not. I don't know if I will say that, but the game would have been a whole lot closer and more fun to watch. Let me start with this. Yes. As the Eagles down the 49ers 31-7. to Let me start with B.L. Biss. Who goes, Chris, let's run it back. Damn okay, Hassan Reddick, two sacks, tackle for a loss, forced fumble, fumble recovery, game wrecker. Ahmed might be time to name it the Hassan Reddick Big Butt of the Year Award. <laughs> Love the pod. Great work this season. Fly Eagles fly. All the homies trying fly, to t- take Eagles over the award. Fly. I know. Seriously, they all want a piece of your butt. I'm glad they, uh, I'm glad <laughs> they uh, care so much. Yes, they do. Um, but let me, let me say this. Let me just start out with this. Like, that did wreck the game, yeah, right? It was like right. Purdy got hurt, Josh Johnson, then he leaves with a concussion. But that's also what the Eagles have done all year, right? That Thank was you. part of what they are. They get to the quarterback. They and got they, to the quarterback. And they fucking hurt you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's not like, oh, if this hadn't happened, well, yeah. But that's also why they've been so dominant right, this year. Right. Like, if the 85 Bears didn't knock out those quarterbacks, they probably wouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, they did, and that's what they fucking did on the regular basis. Yep. And I, I, I hear you. That was my big takeaway. It's right. like, well, it was something they've done all year to a lot of teams. And right. It just happened that Brock Purdy was hurt for the whole game because of it. Yeah. But it still doesn't change the fact that they were going to do that. They're going to be around. They were going to be around him and harassing him all day long. I mean, that, that play itself, the play he got hurt, shows you the bind they were in. In by itself, right? It was a five five man front, a five line. You know, one of the things we talked about in the game last week. Well, they they'll have five linemen, and then also blitz a guy. So what did what did Shanahan do? He kept the tight end in the block. He had two tight ends to the right. He let one go, one stayed in the block because he's going. Okay, I'm going to have one block the defense end. And then the other five block the other four D linemen. And if one blitzes, I'll be able to protect it. But the problem is, is what? You got a guy like Tyler Croft, who's not an offensive tackle, and he's more of a, you know, kind of just a, uh, gosh, I would have said a pass-catching tight end. Now he's, he's kind of balanced. But there he is, Bakken, one of the guys that we've seen in double-digit sacks the last two years, right? Yeah. So – that's the bind the Eagles put you in. And, of course, I never I never liked that, the tight end blocking the defense end. But when you play defenses like that every now and then, it's like what we just talked about with like the Chiefs on defense. you got to take some calculated risk and go, okay, wait, I want to push the ball down the field, but I want to protect against this blitz and blah, blah, blah. All right, I think my tight end can hold up for, you know, two, three seconds, which, you know, he, he, he holds up to a degree, 
but the ball's got to come out. But this is a long developing play, and Purdy looks like he's looking downfield to maybe throw the corner route to Ayuk. I couldn't quite tell who he was looking at here, but by the time he gears up to let it go, here comes Hassan Riddick. And, yeah, that's one of those, again, where you got a lot of problems you're worried about on a defense, and you're on the chalkboard, and you go, okay, this guy blocks him, and you just need one of your assistants to stand up and go, yeah, but that guy's not. That guy's really awesome, and that guy we got blocking him is a pass-catching tight end, right? But uh, it's just the problems a great defense puts on puts on an offense. Credit to Linval Joseph for getting on the ball there because it was originally called incomplete. Great and job. The Eagles challenged it. It was reversed. We'll get to another challenge here in a second that yeah. was not challenged mm-hmm. earlier in the game. Uh, Coach Grav, though, says to you, I know – what the Eagles score ended up being, but it felt like the 49ers had a chance with Purdy early on. What do you think? Yeah, I, what, how do you think yeah. this game would have gone? I, I agree with Coach Grab. Uh, well, I think the, the thing that, uh, that just jumped out to me is their defense was going to be okay. You know, as you saw even without Purdy in the game. Yep. I mean, they weren't – this wasn't going to be like, oh, man, Philly's going to have all the answers. They're going to do whatever they want to do. Do you buy the fact that people say – uh, once Purdy went out, then the Eagles knew they didn't have to do a whole bunch, and so that's why the offense didn't. I, I, put I don't. Up a bunch I don't. Numbers. I don't doubt that that they like maybe played it a little bit more conservatively. I don't. I doubt it a little I, bit. Yeah, I don't think it's a much though. I don't think people. It's like, oh, well, we don't want to do that play. That good play. We're going to cross it out. Right. Oh, that other good play. Cross it out. Because it's not like no. you think you're going to be a turnover machine right. or something like this. No. Do what you do, and you do what you do. Exactly the right. The the only way it might change is is like. Oh, it's Josh. It's third and thirteen. All right, let's not drop back and hold the ball for five seconds. Maybe we'll just throw a screen or run the draw play here. Yeah. But on first and second down, no, it's not changing. They're not going. Hey, you know what? I was going to call that wide open throw down the middle, but since it's not Brock Purdy, let's run it up the middle for like one or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where people go down those themes sometimes, and I'm like, listen, yes and no, like. You know, it, we're seeing the final score too, and being it, like, "Oh, this game was in right. hand," but it wasn't. It was for most work. Of the, it yeah. was work for the Philadelphia defense. Let alone offense. I mean, offense. Excuse me. Let alone, yes, if there was some sustained drives by the 49ers' offense and putting pressure on the situation and giving the 49ers some defense, some momentum, and them, well, we got a field goal here, or you know, here we go. Our offense has got it rolling. Let's go deep. Like you know, that never really happened in the football game. But yeah, like even from the first drive on the touchdown. I mean. Uh, Third and third and six or third and eight, free blitzer right up the middle. Right, Hurts kind of falling away, throws the ball. AJ Brown goes and gets a shoestring catch. Right, good job by Hurts and AJ making that happen. Okay, but you're going, whoo, man, they barely got that off. Then it comes to the fourth down play, right, and the fourth down one-handed catch by Devonte Smith. Wow, great job by him. But, of course, that wasn't really a completion. That whole drive was work there. That's where it was at least to a point where you went, oh, okay, well, it doesn't look like Philadelphia is just going to be able to steamroll the 49ers defense by any stretch of the imagination here. And, of course, they gave us some drives after that to make us feel good about it as well. But those were some big moments of the game. You just brought it up, the Devontae Smith catch on fourth and three. Gutsy call, Nick Sirianni early on in the game going for it and um, Hurts extending the play and and finding a a Smith, which – upon further review, after a commercial break, was was not a catch. Not many angles showed that. No. I mean, there was like maybe There was angle. one quick one right before commercial break, I feel like. If I remember, I got to watch it back because, you know, the day got 
all in my head there. Yeah. But there was one where, and I was texting with producer Matt Casey where I was literally like, yeah, I don't, I, I thought I saw an angle there that he didn't catch it. Well, he's hurrying up so too, was and too telling late. the team to go and right. let's, let's get going. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, after the game on why he didn't challenge that, he goes, I was going to throw one anyway just to hope to take the chance, but they showed a replay up on the scoreboard that didn't have all the angles you guys saw, and that looked like a catch, so we don't want to waste the timeout, which we definitely would have if we didn't see that. So... So, yeah, Pete says, don't trust the enemy replays up there on the Jumbotron yeah. at the link. Well, he's got people in a press box, too. It's early on. You don't want to use one of your two challenges in the first five minutes no, of the game. No, If you don't know for sure. It's tough. It's a tough situation. I, I'm not, I can't sit here and, like, blame Kyle Shanahan and go, oh, man, what a horrible decision. And How could you not challenge that? You're right. It's, it's, it's early on in the football game. You don't want to waste the challenge. You talked with Mike on the show, and he thinks now, with talking to you, that maybe the NFL should have just slowed things down well that was one of the things i said right that's what i said to mike i was like i don't understand we have group huddle man we do all these things where the referees listen to 345 park to get a play call right 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 away when Devontae smith got up in a frenzy what was the first thing you thought of I he I don't know if he caught that ball right. when we see some replays. Yeah. Oh wait, I didn't want to see the replay behind him where I can't see the ball. Oh wait, we're gonna swatch the replay behind him again, just like four yards down the line, but it's still behind him. We can't see the ball. Let's get to the ones we see the ball with. But that's the where to me, like again, this is where the NFL has to step in. The referees should know the situation. They haven't been in the hurry up offense the whole game so far. And you don't think their wide receiver would just all of a sudden call oh, it? Right. Now he's calling plays. That, that's right. That's what they want to do. They want Devontae Smith to call the plays for the offense guys. When he gets a sense that a hurry-up offense would work, I think Devontae Smith is the one who well, should call it. Well, so they just stand over the ball let, for a second. Let, let another replay, two, three. Every, let's let everybody get this right. Get a clear shot at it. Why are we trying to, like, cheat the game in a way? You know, the example I used in pro football talk today was like, you know, because the Australian Open was, oh, that ball was out of bounds. Hurry up. I'm going to serve it because I don't want them to see that I hit that ball out of bounds. Oh, that was actually, you know, a foul ball, right? Oh, well, hurry up. Pitch it. They think it's a home run. I mean, it's the only thing. It's the only sport in the world that goes in on, goes, goes on in. That's where I just, come on, help it out. You know, and and then the other thing I'll just say too is just coaches at times I do think it's the first quarter. Burn your fucking timeout. Burn your timeout. What? It's this is not gold. It's the first quarter. First half timeouts. You get three in the first, three in the second. So what? And so even to that too, I'd go, hey, your team, let them get a big breath here so they can make a goal line stand here inside the ten and not let them score a touchdown. Because I kind of yeah. got it felt like that. Whoa, they were overwhelmed by you know, hey, fourth down, third down. It's a long drive. The emotions in the NFC Championship game. We can go to the Super Bowl. No, that'd be the only thing I would say. But for like people to just sit there and go, "How could Shanahan not throw in the challenge flag?" Come on, yeah. I mean that's that's a huge decision right there. If they call timeout there, and then they challenge it, do they lose another timeout? They if they were wrong, but right. you would, would call the timeout and you you go, yeah, you'd have to make sure you saw something to see if it's right. Yeah. But if you challenge it, though, because then you can lose your challenges. You can lose your challenge, yeah. If you're wrong. Yeah, you want right. to That's what happened to Andy Reid last night. He was wrong on the first one. He was right on the second. He was still done with his challenges. Yeah. Right? So they got to save it that way. That's where I think people are, are losing that little fact of it as well. You know, I think the NFL quietly has done a, an amazing job, maybe the best job of any American sports league on replay review. Yeah. Like the fact that they're intervening. And it doesn't have to be some procedure. Yeah, they're just like, hey, if we see it, don't challenge it. Don't go to a monitor. 
Um, we're just going to look at it. I think overall, I think the NFL has done a really good job right. this year, and I think they've kind of got this formula down. Um, but in a situation like that, it does seem like maybe, especially in a playoff game, too. Yeah, that's right. right? Once you get to the playoffs, and you're right, you, you shouldn't be able to necessarily, which is part of the strategy, which no, you don't necessarily want to take I'm not mad at the Eagles strategy. or anything. Right. It just it feels like you're skirting the game a it little does bit. You're like you're cheating bit. at all of us. Not in know? the spirit of the rules. Exactly. That's where you'd yeah. like to see the NFL step in and slow that down a little bit. Um, back to the Eagles offense yeah. here a little bit more. Right. Quentin Freeman tweets into you. He goes, long, long time Eagles fan here. So double long. <laughs> How long, uh, how did the 49ers slow the Eagles passing game or did Hertz not read the throws over the middle? Now you'll take a closer look at the yeah. all 22 right. of this game. Um, but what's your what's your sense? Do you think that there were more plays out there to be made in the passing game or did the 49ers do a pretty good I job? I think the, I got the sense the 49ers did a pretty good job. Uh, the 49ers, as we've discussed before, they don't do a ton of stuff on defense. They're good at what they're good at. They throw a few wrinkles at you every game, right? And the one thing about a team like them is, like, you know, when you do run the same defense a lot, you start to get a realize, like, oh, teams like to do this against us, right? So they're very well coached up. And, oh, wait, this team burned us in this when we got in this coverage. They kind of make the adjustments to go, hey, next time we're in this coverage, we know teams are going to try to do this, and they're kind of ready for it. I didn't sit there and think there was a tremendous amount of, like, open people anywhere. You know, I think the 49ers are smart, and they dabbled in some man more than they probably wanted to, but realized they had to take those chances. And then their zone coverages, I think, with their pass rush, you know, the fact that you know the biggest thing they did was pass rush was good, but I thought more importantly good in the fact that it didn't let him just run. You know, there's a few times where he dropped back, and I felt like he just looked for he was looking for a place to run instead of really look downfield. And they did kind of what we talked about with Cincinnati and Josh Allen last week. Kind of mushed the pocket, kept the outside arm free, you know, made it hard for him to find an alley to step up to and run. Um, but yeah, I, I got the I got the sense where we talked about in the game last week, and I, I don't know this until I go back and watch the film. But remember I was talking about like the Eagles got to run the ball, get the 49ers out of these zones a little bit, right? Because they're going right. to play this like, hey, the safety is – he's a two-deep safety, but he's really ready to come up and fill in the run gap. Or Jimmy Ward, a nickelback, right? Hey, I'm kind of covering the slot receiver, but I'm really ready to help out with the run game. They never really got them out of those defenses. They never really got the run game going to where 49ers are like – shit, we got to get cover three. We got to get another guy down there. We got to play man and put another guy in the box. Or we got to start run game blitzing. And they did that a little, but just sprinkled it in. It didn't have to become a, a normal part of their attack. Now, Hurts, not 100%. Yeah. I think that shoulder's still I think so, jacked right. up. And so that could be affecting him both in the passing and the running Definitely. game. Because in the running game, it doesn't seem like you know he's been hurt. So maybe this is it. But it's like it hasn't been necessarily that dynamic, dangerous in the RPO game. No. He carried it 11 times, 39 yards. The longest was 14 yards. Yeah. So it didn't seem like he was able to get free no. all that much. Now he's playing a great defense. And yep, we're at exactly. the time of the year, right, You know where it's, it's – they're all good. Chiefs are going to be. Uh, they're good they're all well coached. Exactly right. So we'll see. But yeah, I think you know you're seeing. Hey, it's this is the reason we're in the playoffs. It's the good coaches and the good players, and they have some of these answers to kind of slow these things down a little bit. Um, and and to your, I think to your point, what you're saying too is, it doesn't seem like he's laying himself on the line like he did maybe before the shoulder injury, yeah, which, which he is, shouldn't which be. Which is smart. Right. It's exactly right. It's smart. But, yeah, it's like there's a few runs I think we've seen in the last two weeks where we go, oh, wait, 
Jalen Hurts, before the injury, probably would have like ducked and dived and put his shoulder down and got four or five more yards, right? And right now he's kind of just going, oh, shit, they're getting around me. Let me protect myself and go down. But that is the right play. And then I think these two weeks off are going to be huge for him. I mean, we know the Chiefs are going to need it. they got a whole bunch of people. But I would think you get to see Jalen Hurts' shoulder get really close to 100%. You know, and and go from there. But I am interested to the question, uh, to just exactly what the 49ers are doing on that side of the ball and uh, kind of their attack. And I'll let you know that on Wednesday. I don't want to let this recap go by without no. giving love to Christian McCaffrey on the 23-yard touchdown run, right? Where he is just like jumping over, running through unblocked Philadelphia Eagles for the 23-yard touchdown. That was awesome and we're gonna forget about that play because they got blown out but that was one of the best that might be the run of the playoffs is there a better run in the playoffs than that christian mccaffrey 23 yard touchdown run? That, that's where you need play players right it goes back to our player conversation because like the coach like jonathan gannon the defensive coordinator is like i just did everything right and we get <laughs> yeah. i literally called the perfect defense where we had an unblocked guy in the hole and then another unblocked guy right behind him, and he ran over one and then made the other one miss and ran for a touchdown, right? Uh, the, the, yeah, that's why you need studs. But, yeah, that was a pretty damn impressive run. And that was one of those moments where you're just like, how the fuck are they doing this? Like, what? Yeah. Are, how are they going to really hang around here? 7-7 seven, seven midway right? through the second quarter. Yep. It just. Uh, but then the next drive came, and this is what the Eagles have done all year, really. It's just this is where they're amazing. They always seem like they answer. It wasn't even necessarily that pretty, uh, but they kind of just slowly bludgeoned their way down the field. Yeah, they did. And you felt like they kind of controlled it from that point they on. They got some help by the, from the 49ers, too. There were some crucial some penalties, penalties on that, drive. that next drive. That's right. Uh, but here's the Christian McCaffrey. This is the dot version of him, which is, you know. <laughs> it's actually given, even better. It's, <laughs> the dot's even more impressive than Christian McCaffrey. So you can, you can just see. So it's like, okay, 22 jumped over him. Two, boom, put a shoulder. 23, put a shoulder into you. 97, stop dead. Yeah, yeah. Hey, th- these are just like we talked about in the AFC. And we'll see the 49ers quarterback situation should be interesting. And, of course, the injury to Purdy is going to be interesting. Okay, yeah. Oh, do we so have a poll on that? That'll, right? that'll be – that it will be. But, like, just like we talked about with the other two teams, Yeah. guess what about these two teams? What? They're not going anywhere. I mean, these are like, it's like, I wouldn't be shocked if we were sitting here next year going, hey, the Chiefs and Bengals and the 49ers and Eagles are playing again championship weekend. Like, I would not be shocked at all. They're yeah. just so many damn good players. So who's the quarterback going to be for the 49ers? Right. Uh, Mike, put a poll out there. I know. Who do you think will be the 49ers starting quarterback week one of 2023? The votes are in. Hmm. Brock Purdy won. So we don't know about this elbow injury. I know. If it's similar to a... Baseball pitcher, right? That's a twelve-month thing. Definitely. Maybe not as long for a quarterback, but I would yeah. imagine no. It's about, about the same. It so is. So that would be the entire year. Yeah. So he would He'd be, be out done. for the year. Yeah. Um, but we don't know that. Uh-huh. Maybe it's not that severe. Right. Forty uh, percent of the vote going to Brock Purdy being the starter for Week One for the Forty ers next year. Trey Lance, second choice, thirty-two percent. Jimmy Garoppolo, four percent, and then you got the wild card, Tom Brady at twenty-two percent. Chris Sims, you have to vote right now on January 30th. Where does your vote go? I said, like, on Forio asking today, I I said Trey Lance. I don't know. I don't know. You know, the elbow thing is going to be real, like you're talking about. If there's a real injury there, then that's going to hurt his chances, no matter how he played or whatever. You know, like we had the discussion with Brady last week, 
again, this would be one of the teams I would have like possible Brady landing right here. It's almost setting up perfectly. I it's just it's it's you know I, I stand by, but what I've been saying, he's not going to go to a team that's like oh I think we can he can make them relevant. He's going to go to a team that's stacked and that he thinks can win the Super Bowl. And yeah, there's just been some flirting with these two in the past. Uh, hometown team. Hometown team. We know he, you know, 2020 wanted to go there. Brady, I still think it's suspicious that Shanahan wasn't at the combine last year, as I've said to Florio. Florio brought it up today. He didn't go to the combine, and guess who was out in San Francisco that week? Brady. Same week they hired Brian Greasy as the quarterback coach, too. So I, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I'm not going to put that out of the realm of possibility. But I don't even know what to think with the Lance and Purdy thing. It's what's crazy. I don't know. Assume Purdy is healthy enough to play. All right. If Brady is uh, – this is probably where I need to change my conversation. I, I guess, yes. If Brady is out of this mix, Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely going to be out of the mix. I guess if he's not hurt, Brock Purdy, then OTAs, he's going to get the first team reps. He will be the starting quarterback. So I should and change my answer. Yeah. You think he, with him, first team reps, with what he did this year, yeah. it, it would be hard for him to lose that I would that think job. so, yes. It's going to take game – messing up for him to lose it. I, I can't imagine that the 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 formula will become too complicated in OTAs or training camp to where we're like, oh Brock Purdy can't he's melting under the pressure and, and training camp practice number seven. He can't handle it, right? I don't think that's gonna happen. The two first round picks traded for Trey Lance at this point are it, a sunk. Well cost. that's where it just gets like that's where I go, I don't know, because it, man, there's a lot of politics and it's a sunk optics cost. that look in that Trey Lance situation. But where, you have cover now. I mean fans aren't gonna get on you. You're if right, you they're go not gonna get on Brock Purdy. No, they're not. In fact I almost feel like it'd be the opposite I now, agree. right? At least yeah. the way We've been attacked on social media over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, <laughs> yeah. we can get attacked for any number of ways, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that uh, yeah. as the arbiter of, of truth. It's going to be fascinating. Do you think Tom Brady, what you saw from him this year, wasn't great? Looked like he took a step back. And he even admitted, you know, all the stuff that was yeah. happening off the field. He was, like, right. lighter. He wasn't as focused, maybe. Tom Brady, what we saw this year, if that's the quarterback next year for the 49ers, are they Super yeah. Bowl contenders? Yeah, they are. Still. Yeah. He's still got a great arm, and he can still throw the ball down the field, and he's still smart. And he'll listen to Shanahan, and Shanahan's going to go, look, you're protected, and he's wide open. And yeah. He's going to go, Dan, this is awesome. I love the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'll play to him 57. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I, I do. I do. Uh, to me, the big thing with Brady is we hit on a lot over the last two years. It's just protection. Yeah. As long as he feels protected, he can still dice you up. If not, then, yeah, life can be a little dicey with him. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. We're talking about a team of this caliber, and we're talking about the quarterback situation. We have no clue <laughs> yeah. of where it's going. Um, and we'll see with Brock Purdy. We'll, hopefully we'll have an update on Wednesday. But either way, with that situation, I still think we got the two best teams yep. in the Super Bowl, I think, all in all. You know, again, it's – the Eagles, I think, throughout the year with their quarterback play were a little bit better than the San Francisco 49ers. They were. I think that game would have been interesting, certainly close, and maybe the 49ers could have made some crazy play. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited about the matchup we got, the Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl, whatever you want to talk about. There's a lot of awesome little storylines with this one. You know who was excited? Who's that? For the Eagles winning it? Right. The Empire State Building oh. in New York City. What is going on? I, I wasn't aware of this until you guys showed it on the show yeah. earlier this morning. I know. So Empire State Building tweeting this out. It says, fly, Eagles, fly. We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles' NFC Championship victory. 
I was like, what? I never knew this with the championship games. Are we sure that they've done this for years? They've been saying it. I don't know. I I, I like to see some evidence as well. The Super Bowl, I do, I do feel like I remember that. I remember seeing teams win the Super Bowl and the Empire State Building being that color. I don't know. I got even I, when the Eagles. I guess the Eagles didn't win it that long ago. We should I, go back and. I look. know that's what I mean. I got no problem with it. To me, like, see, we're New York's like it's it's the capital of the world. Yeah, we're very confident in our teams here. Yeah, right. No, or, I know. Yeah, or well, the Jets. Well, even, no, but... well, that's why they had to do this, especially because they were like, man, we've never used the green and white light, <laughs> so we got to get that, that up yeah, there, right? You know, but but uh, you know, I I don't know. I have no problem with the Empire State Building paying homage to some teams outside of the New York area, and, and I, it's a it's a big day for America, American <laughs> sports, and we're the capital of the world. So we're giving them some love. Pete is booing uh, in in our ears right now. Well, they did it just moments later. They didn't have to stay green and white for long. No, they didn't. Because then they go, uh, they tweeted a picture of the building in red pretty. and white. That's nice. And the caption is now, that hurt us more than it hurt you. We're now lit for the Chiefs in honor of the AFC championship win. <laughs> That's so they really got, good. See, the thing is, though, they should have tweeted something like that when they tweeted about the Eagles, yeah, right? I think right. it kind of caught them off guard. Yes. So then the next tweet, they're like, oh, that hurt us. They should have said that when they were tweeting it. You're like, right. oh, this pains us, yeah. but, but congratulations to the Eagles. Right, But right. if they would have done that, it would have been lamer. We wouldn't have been talking about it, so yeah. maybe it's best that it worked out the way it, no, the way really it did. Really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I am. I don't remember a championship game weekend, though. That's where I got to like, see some other pictures there. Confirmed they did it for the Eagles see? Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember the Super Bowls. The Super Bowls, I don't doubt. And people were mad back then, yep. Pete says. Yep. So we've been mad for we're a long time. We're above that. We're above we're, that now. We're above that in New York we've City. Evolved. As you like to say, we've evolved as humans. We have evolved Pete as humans. Pete says he's not. No. Well, you know, <laughs> he's from Long Island. Uh, any other st- <laughs> I know. He hates Queens. when I said he's that. He's from Queens. Queens. He's from Queens. Queens. It's uh, on the same island. else here that I wanted to see? <laughs> uh, the next-gen stat of the game. The Eagles finished with a quarterback pressure rate of 61.9%, the highest in an Eagles game in the next-gen stats era dating back well, to 2016. It goes to the point that we started this with. Yeah. That's what they do. They're going to get to Brock Purdy at some point. It just happened that he got hurt. When and then did. when you got nothing to fear, you just can attack. Yeah, that's true. And uh, what's this? I mean, too, and you know, I just – Josh Johnson doesn't fumble the snap, right? That's another moment where you just go, oh, I mean, again, I – that would have led them to hang around a little longer. Yeah. I mean, a perfect snap right at his waist, drops it, they get the ball. That was it. That was like, all right, that's the game. See you later. Uh, that was unfortunate, too, because it just, again, I even think without that moment, our viewing pleasure might get extended just a little longer. Their defense might ha- let them hang in there a little longer. But, damn, they were just getting comfortable on the bench, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, get out there. Oh, damn, you're giving the ball here? Yeah. You know, and that was kind of the game right there, and that was, that was all she wrote. Yep. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. 
And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. Uh, all right, so we... we think say, we hit it all? You think we, we got it all? I think we definitely. All right. We say goodbye to two more teams. Do we have that music? Do we have that in here somewhere, Pete? Do we? I, I, we got a couple of poems. Don't worry. We can do the Bet MGM Parlay preview first if you want to do that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to the teams. Please. And I got help from uh, Rob uh, Rob Taglia again. One of our homies right. tweeted us for the 49ers, and I go, I like doing half the work, and so I'm gonna use his right here <laughs> for the San Francisco 49ers in this voice. Is that gonna be better or worse? It's gonna be better. Yeah, it sounds like better. you've been crying in the morning. Like you've <laughs> like you've been stuck in a room and like you're stressed and you've been smoking yeah. a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> Do I just keep I this voice? I can't believe they lost. Do I just keep it? <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Here lie the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Somehow without Jimmy or Lance, Shanahan snagged a seat at the dance. This quarterback room's got an elephant. His name is Mr. Irrelevant. And next year, he der- deserves a fair chance. That's, <laughs> That's pretty right. good. This guy's good. That's well done. This guy's coming That's for your well day done. job. That was before the injury, though. So oh. I, well, I hope, he, yeah. hope he's fine. Yeah. And if he is fine, he definitely deserves a fair chance. Yes, he does. And try to beat out Tom Brady in camp. Uh, and, and finally, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. How their season ended was a shame. There were some iffy calls they could claim. Next year, let's be more thorough and finally focus on Burrow and settle on just one freaking nickname. You know, like let's <laughs> ne- 2023 has got to be the year for Joe Burrow finally having just one, name. one nickname. One name. You know, Joe Cool, Joe Burr. I was looking them all up. Joe Cool, Joe Burr, Joe Chill, Joey B, Joe Shiesty, Joey Franchise. Jackpot Joey has been out there. Wow, I haven't heard that Smoke one. Smoking Joe because of the cigars that. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And the Tiger King. Wow, I haven't heard the Tiger King. Joe yeah. Cool is the best, but it's also Joe Montana. Yeah, yeah, it is. I also like Joey B. I like right? Joey B. I like Joey B. You go B. Joey B quite a bit. Yep, and then what was it? What was it? Joe Shiesty? Joe Shiesty. I like Joe Shiesty a little <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's got a good ring We to just it. have too many of them, but I feel like as a football community, yes. we should all come together and just settle on one. Yeah, okay. He needs to do that. Maybe he has to do that for us. Mm, you can't, He's got to start branding you something can't pick with his nickname. logo, yeah. and then they can oh, that's do true. that, right? Or one of his teammates. Somebody. You know? Burrowhead's not going to work. I know that. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's G-E-H-A. off. That's off. Burrow Stadium. Yeah. It's not going to work. Not going to work. Uh, all right. Now it is time for the Bet MGM Parlay Preview for Super Bowl LV11, which is 57. 57. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Sometimes I see those in there. I'm like, let's just, do we still need to do the Roman numerals? It does look cool. <laughs> um, the line, the Chiefs opened at a point and a half favorite. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm, I'm, Whoa, I'm but surprised. I know. It has moved yeah, to the has. Eagles by two and a half. Right. Wow. That's that's kind of surprising that Vegas was that far off I, that it moved this quickly. I, I I said the same thing. I mean, I really was. I honestly, I was surprised. First Nothing off, against BetMGM, our great sponsor, but uh, it's a it's a rare. Uh, I was surprised to see Kansas City favored by one and a half right off the bat. Yeah. That, that to me was the first thing. Um, I'm not shocked actually to see it at Philly two and a half. I think that's where I probably would have started it at. I mean, you know, if if you ask me, like, hey, Chris, last night, what's the line? I'd go, I would expect Philly to be favored by two. I'd want to know their logic to 
actually making the Chiefs the one-and-a-half-point favorite? Is it just the, the Mahomes aspect, their experience at the Super Bowl? What exactly is it there? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking probably 55, 45, 45, yeah, 55 right. either way. But either so. way, some big money got thrown on the table and swayed that thing right back to Philadelphia. Yeah, and they say that is the best time to bet on the Super Bowl early. Is early I think on? as the week goes on, right? Yeah. I think it's yeah. harder, more money gets I would imagine that's really. what the Sharks do. I don't really know either. Right. I don't know. So your early gut, as, as I note here, Patrick Mahomes has never been an underdog in the playoffs. Yeah. Because they were ended up being favored when, he, when it was shown that he could play and probably play pretty effectively last week. I think that the Eagles are the better team. But not by such a margin. I, I honestly feel like this, I have. A, I was thinking about this last night just because knowing I was going to have to discuss this, a little bit like I felt with the Niners game a few years ago when the Chiefs played the Niners, where I went, I felt like the Niners were better, but not so much, though, that Patrick Mahomes could even that out or even sway it in their direction, right? I picked the Niners to win that game. You know, and then there I was at twenty to ten with six minutes. I was going, "Oh my gosh, look at this guy! He's unbelievable. He's yeah. just—he's not going to lose." All right, so that—that's where it, I, I got to think about it. I'm, I think an extra game of film for me watching this, taking into account their health on both sides, Mahomes' movement will be more crucial in this game than it was even yesterday against the Bengals, against this group that you've talked about already so many times. So that's where I've got to think about it. But I do think as a whole, yeah, the Eagles the Eagles are one of the most well-built teams I feel like I've ever seen. I mean, as, as a whole, I do. I, just, I, don't, I don't remember a lot of teams like this where I just go, damn, they're kind of top five in this position, top five in this position, top five in this position. Top, you know, usually with some of these teams we go, hey, they're top three in this position, they're top three in this position. Oh, they're just okay here. Okay, yeah, they're pretty good here. Oh, they're top five again in this position. I mean, the Eagles, you can literally almost go through every position on their team and go, eh, I think they're one of the two or three best in the league at this position. I mean, it's not everyone, but it's a lot. Some teams have been able to run on them. I know. And that was a little bit of the disappointment yesterday with the Chiefs. We didn't get into that. Was their inability to run on that that Bengals front? And, and yeah, maybe they can. And, again, you know they're going to be worried about the pass game and the things Mahomes and them do off of that. So maybe that opens up some lanes. But I I have a hard time thinking in this kind of game, this kind of scenario. Again, this is one of those games where you talk about a lot, like, all they're going to be told all week is you got to get after Mahomes. You got to get. I mean, they're going to hear that for two weeks. Yeah, um, they'll be ready to go. But this is a very good offensive line the Chiefs have, and Andy Reid with two weeks, and Mahomes' ability to move, and the way he's playing this year, it evens the scales to where this one's going to be awesome. So Patrick Mahomes led the NFL in passing. Yeah. He's going to be the MVP, yep. we think. Yes. No quarterback has ever led the NFL in passing and won the Super Bowl the same season. Hmm. And MVPs have an eight-game losing streak when reaching the Super Bowl that season. Wow. Wow, that's pretty impressive. He's got to fight history. Yeah. Well, if there's one guy that could do it, it's him. I know that. And I think the other thing, too, what we're talking about with some of these names that I see here, like Kurt Warner, 2001, Rich Gannon, 2002, you know, Brady, 2007, 2017, you know, some of these teams that lost. I mean, Brady, 2007, of course, that was just a tough one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, like, this is a complete team. That's all I'm trying to say. 
I don't think it's just it's not like Rich Gannon or Kurt Warner where you just go, well, if they don't throw for 380, they can't win the game. Yeah. They can cause a defense to turn over and run the ball enough. And, you know, Mahomes can have a good game but not have to blow us out of the water to where we still go, oh, they can still win the football game. All right. That's all it. Right. We did it. Yeah. The action never stops. Man, I feel like my voice just yeah, it's getting worse. Stops at BetMGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code SIMS. Your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. If I talk softer, it's better. So say you bet $100 on Hassan Riddick to be Super Bowl MVP. If you win, you get $5,000. But if you lose, you still get $100 worth of free bets, and your voice will still be raspy. (laughs) Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code SIMS to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Wow, you just went like Kentucky on them right there. <laughs> yeah. You sounded to... like you're one of my Kentucky brethren right there, like my, one of my cousins yeah. or somebody right there. Yeah, Pete goes, it sounds like I'm threatening people at this point. Wow. Yeah. That, was, well, that was a nice twist. I'm going to go with this it works. voice now. It works, yeah. I'm going to do this voice. Yeah. It's like a movie voice. Give me something to it say. It is kind of a movie voice. Let me use this while I got it. You sound what like else? you're part of Elvis's band or something. In a, in a world. In a world. It actually is. Yeah. I've got the movie voiceover voice right you now. Are. Right. Let it go. All right. Keep working on that. Come back to us on Wednesday. All right. Tell us how it's going. Deal. All right. Wednesday, we'll be back. What the heck? We're going to break down these games. We'll give a little preview of what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. We got a different few weeks coming up here just because there's no game this week. Next week, we'll be in Arizona leading up to the game the whole week doing PFT, do a few podcasts out there. So Wednesday, we will do our normal thing. Yeah. Where we're going to break down game. It'll be an early what will happen. Yeah, a little early what will happen, kind of just at least a little initial look into the matchup, and we'll dive back into these games, and hopefully I can give you some more answers or concrete answers on what happened. Hope everybody enjoyed the games yesterday. They were awesome. Super Bowl 57 should be awesome. Eagles, Chiefs, the Andy Reid, the Kelsey Bowl, going to be great. Amen. Thanks for coming to work today. Yeah. We appreciate it. Way to fight for this bad voice. I'm Way good. Go. I just, you know, I just lost go. my voice and have COVID. He played an arrowhead last night. He was the starting quarterback <laughs> for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. That's Ahmed Free. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. Clap it up.